Okay, well, I'm on my way now to go and pick up my uh, partner in crime, Ben, who uh, is the brains behind the brawn of all this. And we're, uh, we're going to pull something together. It's the top 10 tips and tricks from a driver's perspective that we hope as many drivers can take the time to listen to and try and improve even just one or two of the small things. Improve that level of service and the customer experience. So just uh, not far away from Ben now. We'll see how we go. Where are we? There he is. Just waiting for him. How are you? Yeah, that's it, mate. How are you, Benny? Good, mate. How are you? Mate, all good. All good. Just been going through the preamble. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday, mate. There it is. There's a reference to... uh, (laughs) As a reference to Abstacker. Absolutely. So, uh, you ready for our um, mini-sode? Yeah, a little, yeah, the little mini-sode. I was just explaining to uh, the people out there that I've pulled together my top 10 tips and tricks, which also hopefully gives the passengers an understanding of what I do as a driver to make their experience that little bit better. Audio, mate, let's go. Let's kick them off. All right. So, we thought we'd kind of do this more as a, I guess, a conversation make it a little bit more interesting and then I can you know because I find all this stuff interesting too I've been using Uber for a while and I'm sure there are drivers and passengers who would kind of find it interesting to hear a bit more of what goes on and the thought processes of of a driver to try and make it a good trip for people absolutely mate Um, All right. well so why don't you just you know sort of run through the list and if you know if I've got questions I'll I'll shout them out rightio let's do that and look and this is in no particular order this top 10 uh, when we say top ten, it's just the it's just the listed things that I do that I think make all the difference. And this this one that I do on literally ninety nine percent of my trips is send a quick message to your passenger, and it might just be something as simple as be there shortly. And because I've written it in there so many times in the message, it's actually coming up as a preempted message. So be there shortly, Ben. And what that does do, it actually gives the passenger. And I had it this morning. Uh, the passenger say, okay, I'll wait, because I was about three kilometres away. Now, in this day and age, passengers don't really want to wait, but if you send them that message, which is a personal message to that person, and make sure you include their name, it makes it that little bit more personal, and they're prepared to wait that little bit longer. So that's that's my, my first one, is send a quick message. I think also from, like, as a, as a passenger, I think that makes a huge difference. Like, it's so easy for... You know, any of these services, whether you're ordering food or a car or whatever, for it to be a really impersonal transaction and to kind of forget that, that there's a human being on the other end. So I think, you know, especially if it's like, you know, raining and people aren't sure if, the, you know, maybe a cab's just gone by and you're not sure if you're going to wait for the Uber. But if you've already gone to the effort of making that connection with someone, I think there's far less chance that someone's going to cancel or it's going to go wrong or someone's going to you know, make other arrangements. I can guarantee you that 90% of the time I've sent the messages, the passengers have stayed with the trip. So I think it's really important to send that first message. That would always be my first and probably my most important tip for all drivers out there. Get to know the passenger really quickly with that message to say, I'll be there shortly. All right, what's next? When you're driving, and I think it's an important one, especially around Sydney, and I guess it'll be the same in all the states, but in Sydney primarily, the streets are quite narrow. And I think it's really important to pull over as best you can into a space where there's an area where the passenger can get in the car safely. And I say that because I see a lot of Uber drivers that just stop in the street and they hold the traffic up. And the street that we're driving down right now in the middle of Paddington, 
it's not a wide street. And if we pull up, there's three cars behind us now, it makes those people behind you a little bit annoyed. And the last thing you want to do is just have that reputation of the rideshare driver, the Uber driver, doing the wrong thing. And at the end of the day, it's also about the passenger safety because a lot of push bikes and motorbikes will, you know, zoom down that inside lane. Mm. And if you've pulled over to pick someone up, they don't always necessarily see that person coming out from between the cars. So that's a little one, is just to try and find a space to pull over and pick a passenger up. And dropping off is exactly the same. A passenger's not going to mind walking 10 metres if it means they get out safely. Yeah, for sure. And as a little bit of a segue into that piece, if you've got passengers on the driver's side of the car, just tell the passenger, say, listen, mate, give it two cars. After the blue car, you're safe to jump out. Mm. Because what happens, passengers are in a bit of a rush, they throw the door open, and one day you're going to lose your door or the passenger's going to get hurt by a car that's a little bit too close to you. So that would be number two. Do you feel like you've got to balance, I guess being safe with traffic and finding a good place to pull over with being too far from passengers? Like, do people get annoyed if you're parking too far away? Well, look, there is, because a passenger thinks that the service here is to pick you up from the spot that they've ordered it and drop them off at the spot that they've said they want to go to. I understand that. I'm a passenger as well. But if you're waiting for someone, as I've done with plenty of passengers before, if they're not there and they're inside the house, a quick message to say look, I'm 50 metres up the road, but I've parked safely for you to get in the car. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That then makes their expectation of where you are a lot easier for them to accept when they come outside of wherever yeah. they're coming in from. No, so good point. Coming out from. So that, yeah, that, to me, that's a, it's, a, it's a good question. And uh, again, it's another message to the passenger, a personal message mm. to show that you care. Okay, moving on. Okay, so, so the next one in the list is get out and open doors. And this is a bit of a thing for a driver <laughs> because... Let me tell you how many times I've jumped out of a car. And it's the person, very old school too, isn't it? It is old school, but I get out for guys, for girls, for the young, the old, it doesn't really matter. It actually just shows that you're taking an interest in that passenger. And it goes a long way. Mm. A passenger loves the fact that you've actually taken a moment to jump out of the car and open the door. Here's the kicker though. You're not doing it for the passenger all the time. I mean, if I've been driving for two hours, there's nothing more than I'd love than to stretch my legs. <laughs> yeah. And it actually helps you. You get out, you stretch your legs, you get a little hit of the fresh air. Yeah, yeah. If it's raining, you get a splash of rain in the face. I don't mind that sometimes. But what it does, it just gives that passenger a nice little feeling that yeah, you've yeah. jumped out. I think especially showing that respect to the elderly passengers mm. when they get in the car, offering your hand. And I know in these times it's a little bit harder to do, but I've actually offered my hand to people yeah, getting nice. in and out of the car because some people are, you know, they're not as steady on their feet as yeah, others. Sure. So it just shows that little bit of uh, little bit of respect to the passenger, I think. I, I remember, like, in the early, early days of Uber, getting black cars sometimes. I mean, I'm not someone who, you know, got limousines or black cars ever. And back in those days, you know, getting some of those cars where the drivers would, you know, get out, walk around, open the door. Like, it was like, wow, this is amazing. You know, it was like something you'd see in the movies. Like, it was amazing. It was a great experience. And that's, and that's like, again, that's that, it's that point. It's that great experience. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to enhance that experience for the Uber passenger. If what you do with these tips and tricks, if that means that that passenger goes and books Uber next time, as opposed to the other rideshare companies, everyone's in front. Mm. Everyone's in front because yeah. that means you're going to get another job. That means Uber is going to keep you know building their business, which is actually your business. Mm. So it, it, it benefits everybody, that's for certain. What are we up to? Number four. Okay, so the next one, and this is a simple thing again, when a passenger completes their trip, or if a passenger's starting their trip, 
and they've got bags and parcels and suitcases and that sort of stuff. Get out of your car. Get out of your car and offer to help. Lift the bags in, lift the bags out, open the door. Again, it's all those little things put together, but I can tell you it makes a hell of a lot of difference. Even if they've got one or two shopping bags, a passenger doesn't want to get in the car and struggle throwing those bags over mm. their lap. Mm. If you get out the back, throw the boot open, say, look, would you like a hand with those? It just makes that experience a little bit better for the passenger. And I think that's the main thing that I'm trying to convey here is just to enhance that experience for the passenger. The other thing that drivers might be slightly concerned about is that if you get out of the car, will you lose that next job? Because you've only got a couple of seconds to accept that job. So oh, right. okay, passenger, if I get out of the car and I go to the back of the car, I can potentially lose that next job because I haven't said yes to it. You're talking about at the end, like when you're dropping off. At the end when you're dropping off, yeah. yeah. And here's the thing about that. Take your phone with you. There's no way a passenger is going to complain. If you're there, put your phone down on the boot, in the boot, you can still see it. And if a job hits, you click yes. It takes two seconds and then you know you're in front for the mm -hmm. next job. Mm -hmm. But what it does, you're still out there giving that passenger that little bit of help. And don't worry about losing that job because you won't if you take your phone with you. Yeah, okay. That's great. Next, number five. Number five, and this is a simple one, and it's it's so easy. Make sure your car's clean. I don't know how many cars I see on the road that are absolutely filthy, and I know if it's been cold overnight and you live in a street where the dust has blown up and the leaves are falling and all the rest of it, run the hose over your car if that's the case, but if you can get it clean, get it cleaned as often as you can because the appearance of your car makes a hell of a lot of difference. I've had a lot of passengers get in the car going, wow, how clean is your car? All I've done is throw the hose over it, and as you drive off, all the water cascades over the car, so you're done and dusted. The other good thing as well that I've found, and this is something that I've, I, I've got the opportunity to have here in Sydney, is that Crystal Car Wash, who I use a lot, has a deal at the moment in Sydney for $138. You can get as many car washes as you like, and what that means is, is that if I go through Crystal this afternoon, and I don't want to get the inside done because it's pretty clean and I've, I've kept it nice and neat and tidy, I can just get the outside done. A little wash and a, and a, and a, and a, and a dry. Yeah, nice. That's a handy result. If I want to get the whole car, I go the next day and I get mm -hmm. the whole car internally, externally done. But for 138 bucks here in Sydney... Nice plug to Crystal Car Wash. Nice plug <laughs> to Crystal Car Wash. We'll have a chat to them soon. <laughs> yeah, on the list. Absolutely. <laughs> so do you also clean the inside yourself absolutely mate i mean and that, that's that's the prerequisite for when you get in the car especially in current times because i would think the inside is almost more important than the outside especially these days but yeah look it is and what, what again with the with the support that we have from from detol uh, and i know that not every driver has those detol products but they do have the opportunity to get free detol products as we all all have had over recent time so you can get the wipes and you can get the uh the disinfectant uh, hand wash that goes into the back of the car in the back seats that you offer your passengers and look every driver should have those if you haven't taken the opportunity yet to go and get those free items you really should but wiping down the inside of the car is absolutely imperative and again here's the thing these are all interlinked if you if you go to pick up a passenger and you're waiting for them jump out of the car grab your Dettol wipes Grab one of those and wipe the door down. Wipe the seatbelt down. Mm. Wipe the little window knobs and that down. Because when the passenger comes out and they see you doing that, hang yeah. on, well, yeah. this car's beautifully and clean. Yeah, they, sure. they don't then, they're not so worried or as worried about the potential for, you know, things to, uh, yeah. things to contract, I guess. You know, the COVID thing, it's a big issue at the moment. And again, anything you can do to alleviate 
Yep. That concern for the passenger is a step in the right direction. Yeah, great. All right, number six. Number six. It's a simple one as well. Carry an umbrella. I mean, I've got three in the car. I've got two of the little ones, the little pop-up ones that shoot out as soon as you hit the button. <laughs> Take my chin out a few times, but that's okay. Have an umbrella in the car. If it's raining, again, hand in glove. These things all go together. Get out of the car, open the door, mm. throw the umbrella open. Some passengers might say, look, don't worry about it, I'm okay. But there'll be some that want to go from the curb to the car or from wherever they are, the house to the car. It makes all the difference, it, I can tell you. It's again, it's a, uh, kind of a link back to that kind of you know limousine sort of service as well, right? Just, just those little things to make it more personal. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. It's just making sure that passenger remembers that trip they have with you. All right, number seven. A lot of drivers get to a job and they hit start straight away. They can see what they think is the passenger waiting on the side of the road. Sometimes it's actually not the person that's booked your car. So, yes, you do get paid if you sit there, but the best thing to do is to actually wait for the passenger to either you can see them, they've acknowledged the fact that they've got your car, they see your registration plate, and they, they understand who you are. But don't start the job till they get in the car. And when you do start the job, be really attentive of the location. So, Ben, you're going to the art museum in the city. When you sit down, g'day Ben, how are you mate? Uh, just don't forget there's a bit of hand sanitizer in the back, uh, heading to the art museum. It's that personal touch. Is that because sometimes it's wrong or you're just... It's just reaffirming the right. location and here's the reason why. I've had passengers get in the car and they've hit the wrong destination. Right, it's like the one they did last it's week. It's their or... default yeah. destination, it's yeah. their home address. And all of a sudden I say, okay, so we're going to, we're going to the art museum. <laughs> and you're like, no. And you're like, hang on a second, no, that's, I was there yesterday. Yeah. Oh, sorry, mate, where are you supposed to be going? And the thing I about that is- it becomes a pretty awkward conversation if you're halfway there. If you're halfway there or if you're going the wrong way, the passenger gets a little bit sort of antsy because you're not going the way they expect to go, thinking you're going to the location they think they're going to. So it's just a good little tip yep. is to just confirm the location you're going to. And on a side part of that as well, when you're having a discussion with a passenger, and Ben, you're going to the National Art Museum, fantastic. I think everyone's going to think I'm a lot more cultured than I actually well, am. Mate, you are very cultured. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. You are very cultured. But if I say to you, mate, Ben, you're going to the art museum, what's happening there today? And you might say, I'm just going there to pick up a parcel. Oh, okay, so Ben, what's happening after you get that parcel? I'm heading back home. Well, I'll tell you what, Ben, what if, when we get there, mm. You can add another stop. What yeah, if I right. wait a couple of minutes mm -hmm. and I'll run you back home? Because that's better for you than taking another job. It's better for me because twofold. One is you know the driver. You know where I'm going to be. The yep. car's parked. You don't then have to go and look for another Uber. Yep. If the weather's not as it should be, you know you're going to get straight back into a car. And you yep. know you're going to go to the location where you put as a second yep. stop. For the driver's benefit, you know you're going to make a little bit more money. Yeah, yeah. So this has happened to me. I took a trip from Point Piper and I've taken it all the way to Manly. Mm, wow. And then this lady was getting a couple of stitches out of her ear, waited a few minutes, and it actually turned out being about 15 minutes, but that's okay. Waited the 15 minutes, and then ran her back from Manly all the way back to Point Piper. It turned out to be a $120 yeah. trip. <laughs> so it, just asking those little questions. So mate, and again, be respectful when you ask the question. Don't expect that a passenger is going to want to have that conversation with you. Yeah, sure. But if you say it in the right way, sometimes they come back and they can be a good thing for you. That's a good one. All right, uh, number eight. Oh, this is one of my bugbears. <laughs> this is from a passenger point of view, this is a bugbear. And I have never done this. I've never worn headphones or 
AirPods or whatever it is. I've never done that as a driver. I think it's incredibly rude, and that's just my personal opinion. Uh, just understand these, these are my opinions about how to enhance that experience. But yes, sometimes your phone's gonna ring. It's the way of life. You know, we all have families, we all have friends that don't know you're driving. If you can not take the call, because you know it's not as important as the passenger in the back seat, don't take the call. Don't have headphones on or AirPods in and be talking to someone else when a passenger gets in the car or even take a call throughout the trip. It's incredibly rude. And to be honest, your concentration on that trip is not 100% there. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably the biggest, like it just shows that the customer's not the priority. Absolutely, and if, you, if you're if you on the phone when they get in the car, are you gonna ask the question and say, so Ben, is it the uh, museum you're going to? You're not gonna ask that question. And again, it's about the passenger. It's their time and money that they're paying you the service for. I think also sometimes you have these kind of weird moments where, like as a passenger, where the driver's talking, but you're not sure they're talking to you. They're actually on the phone or they ask a question. You start to answer, but they're talking to somebody else. It, it just makes the whole It makes it very awkward. awkward. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more, mate. And again, I, that's what you want to try and get away from is that passenger getting out of the car and saying, well, that actually wasn't the best trip I've had. Mm. You want the passenger to get out and go, you know what? That wasn't five-star service. That was six-star service. And I'll, or the next, the next trip I get, it's with Uber. That's what you want. And look, you know, we all have calls that are important that we have to take. So I guess in that situation, just say to the passenger, look, I'm really sorry. You know, this is a really important call. Do you mind? And I'm sure nine times out of the 10, they're going to go, no, no, it's fine. Yeah, you're right. We've all got, we've all got family or friends that want to contact us. I've got daughters. And my eldest daughter has rung me on an occasion when I've had a passenger in the car. And I've said to her, I said, look, would you mind because this is my daughter? And the passenger said, of course, I've got mm. children. Mm. I understand that there might be something important that you need to attend to. It turned out my daughter wanted to know if uh, if I'd left money in her school bag so she can go and get a drink with her friends. Well, you know what? In her eyes, that's important. Absolutely. In my eyes, I wish she'd never rung. But I'd rather her have rung and to sort that problem out because I would have worried if I'd not spoken yeah. to her. And then as a worried parent, that level of service goes away again. You're rushing things and you yeah. don't want to have to rush things. Good one. Um, all right, number nine. So a couple to go. If you know a better way to go, ask the passenger. And I'll give you an example. So Ben, we're here in Paddington and you want to go to Ramwick. You want to go to Ramwick Racecourse because the races are on today. You're all doled up, but you're running So much for the late. culture of the art museum. Well, you've gone, gone to the culture okay. of the, uh, the turf. All right. My question to you would be, so Ben, look, I know we've got Ramwick Racecourse here. And I know that generally the roads getting over there can be a little bit busy. Would you mind if we ran through Centennial Park? Because I know the area very yeah, yeah, well. Yeah. And I know that if we go through Centennial Park, we're gonna cut at least five minutes off the trip. Yeah. What that does to the passenger, it gets them to where they're going a little bit earlier, but it also means that you're gonna get the next job a little bit earlier. Yeah, sure. And it's again, it's that level of service that you just, you're showing the passenger you care. I know there are some drivers that would rather stay in the car and take the route you need to take. But if you know a little side street, mm. like we're going up now through Paddington, but we know this is going to cut off a little bit of traffic and time, it's for the benefit of both passenger yeah. and driver. Yeah. And do you find that the that the route that Uber suggests is generally good? Well, look, the the route that the, the route that Uber suggests is ultimately the route that gets the passenger to their location in the quickest time. Right. As as we as passengers would always want to get there in five minutes as opposed to 10. Now, some people, however, don't want to take the tunnel. Right. I'll always say to someone, when I know what the location is, I'll say to you, so Ben, look, mate, um, we're heading down to, uh, 
or go back. Let's go back to the art museum because that's where you spend <laughs> a fair bit of time. But Ben, apparently, yeah, apparently. So Ben, mate, we're heading to the art museum. There's two ways we can go. One, we can take the tunnel, come out of Macquarie, or we can go down Oxford Street. What would you rather? Yeah. And you might say, you know what? It's a lovely day. Yeah, I don't not in a rush. I'm not in a rush. Yeah. I don't need to spend that extra five bucks on the toll. Yeah. I know the toll gets added to your, you know, to the driver's payment, and it comes out of your bank account. When, when the toll keeps ticking over. Mm. But if you don't need to go, don't mm. go. Yeah, yeah, that's good. All right, last one. Rightio, the last one. And I think this is all encompassing because this, if you give Summer all of these little tips and tricks to your passengers in the way of service, then this one is just a little, it's a little add-on. And it's the tip. It's the tip from the passenger. And you'd be surprised with the level of service that I give, those little things, the umbrellas, the doors, the packages, you know, the change in the route to make it easier for the passengers to get where they're going. Passengers tip, and they do tip if they get that level of service that's above and beyond. Which is pretty interesting, because I mean, we don't really have a tipping culture here, so obviously you're doing something right if, if you are getting tips. And the, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good point you make, and yes, you are. You're doing something right for the passenger, but if that means that if you, let's say you make 500 bucks for the week, but 10% of your money is tips, that's money for nothing. Yeah. And I say nothing in the sense of you've not really done much different to what you're doing with your job. You're just adding those little mm. bits of extra service. And I can say to hand on heart that only a week ago, I got a $20 tip for getting in and out of the car and helping this wow. gentleman lift his, the suitcase. Yeah, and it was a right. small suitcase. Mm. I could have thrown it over my shoulder. Mm. And there's also, I guess, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure, the money's great, but... It must just make you feel good that you've done something nice for another person as well. Yeah, and look, again, this is, this is again, it's hand in glove, the, the comment I made earlier. Yeah, the tips are fantastic. Never ask for a tip. Never expect a tip. When you get one, you'll always get a message from Uber to say you've received a tip. Always say thank you for that tip because you, yeah, have, the, you, have, you have the ability to say send thanks for the tip. Mm-hmm. Always send thanks because you'd be surprised when you get that passenger in your car again. Yeah. It does happen. I've had the same passenger three or four times, and I've had that over a multiple number of passengers. And I think what that does, though, it just shows the passenger that you're grateful, because you mm. should be grateful. Yeah. I mean, it's their hard-earned money. Yeah. Over and above what they were quoted for the trip and what you're getting paid, it's their hard-earned money that they're throwing to you. So don't ask for a tip. Don't ever suggest a tip, because that becomes very offensive. But what you can do, what you can do is do all those little things. And the other thing about that is not just the tips, but if that means you get that five-star rating, the rating is so important because there obviously is a cutoff level for drivers that if you hit a certain threshold, you get warnings. You get warnings from Uber to say, you are at a low threshold as a driver. You need to improve what you're doing. If all of these little things put together mean you get those one or two or three or four, five-star ratings throughout throughout the day i know it takes a little while to get your rating we get you know to change the level of the rating but it makes all the difference and as a driver i have the highest rating that you can have as a driver a 4.99 and in these current times yeah i can think of nothing worse than getting a, a message from uber to say your license with us has been suspended because what what happens there is you as a driver you get three warnings one two three uh you've done the wrong thing uh, your level's getting low, you need to improve it. And if you don't improve it, all of a sudden they cut your license. Now, when they cut your license, you're then going to go through and do training. Yeah, you've right. got to go on probation. Right. 
Now, I would hate to think that I go on probation as a driver mm. and then have to watch every single thing I do. <laughs> because these things that you're doing are par for the course. But these, those, those are my little tips and tricks that I share with as many people that ask me the questions about what I do differently. Mm. No, it's, it's really interesting. I think also just from a, from a passenger point of view, you know, knowing, you know, all those things are things that I can recognize as things that do make a trip good, but it's, it's good to actually hear them laid out in that way. And, and, you know, hopefully that does give some guidance to other drivers and maybe give some guidance to, to passengers too as to, you know, what the drivers are going through and what they're trying to achieve when they're doing the service of people. Once you get used to it, yeah, it just becomes part of what you do. And I can tell you, you know, that you get that five-star rating, you get that 5 or $10 tip or whatever, yeah. the $1 tip, the $3 tip, yeah. they all add up. So if you can... Yeah, absolutely. Make every effort to do these things. But the recognition certainly does come from passengers, I can assure you. All right. Well, that's, that's been great. Thanks for the ride. Mate, um, my pleasure. Um, we'll, we'll catch up soon. We will, mate. Take care, and All I'll right. talk to you soon. See you. Thanks, buddy. Rightio, there goes Ben, my partner in crime. He's the, uh, he's the, the mind behind the muscle. He's the one that does all the... Uh, the tech stuff and he's an absolute wizard at that so i'm sure he's going to pull that together what we've just spoken about but uh yeah look it, it is interesting that there are things that you can do to make all the difference to the passengers and to you as a driver it makes all the difference as well so i wish all those drivers the best out there if you have any questions please don't hesitate to get in contact through uh instagram aussie underscore uber uh, and i hope you get a chance to listen to this podcast as well as all the other ones the other episodes that are out there at the moment uh, you get a bit of a sense of the uh, the flavour of how I operate. And if it means that you change the way you do your daily stuff as a driver, we're in a pretty good space. So uh, good luck. Uh, may those tips come through. Remember, don't ask for them. But uh, good luck with everything you do. Uh, it will get better, I'm sure. All right, have a great day.